in their room. When, well, I don't know. Is Boogie the Pepper still a thing? Yeah. I like eating in the Pope's room because it's just his head. <laughs> and then I imagine his body is in the pasta and I'm just eating it. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> mm. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Remember too, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. Well, that's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's yeah, what, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Got right in front of you. Welcome back to the Judge Torium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. And we're coming from Parts Unknown to record an episode for you, radical hot damn listeners, because yins rise our spirits up like the dirty gutter phenomenon which they dwell to the opulent Judge Torium, which is currently in the crispy, cold, low teens. That was a mouthful. Good That's job. Smooth. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. The Bruise and Bruises Festival is back, baby. Coming at you on June 4th of 2022 from the Rostraver Ice Gardens, the best beers in the Berg set to collide with some titans of the independent pro wrestling scene. Tickets are scheduled to go on sale February 1st of this year, so here's a quick breakdown. There's going to be 10 VIPs with some extra little perks, 90 early admission tickets to get you in one hour early, and 300 general admission tickets. And I also hear there's going to be some DD tickets as well. Some of the breweries you can see at this event are 412, Union Brothers, Abjuration, Acclamation, Log Yard, Full Pint, North Country, Arboretum Trail, Bash Brew, and many more. This event will also feature live wrestling with the likes of Big Bang Ronnie Nicole, Brohemoth, Scarlet, Paris Sahara, Uncle Chad, and many more. So follow Brews and Bruises on Facebook now to get more details and links for tickets. Adam, hello, sir. How are you? Doing well. I think uh, I think the decay with the boys crew might be there. Yeah, I'm as well. I hope that we would be are there. You, are you going to roll all the way to Ross Draver? I could do it. All right, I'll do it. We'll see if we can get some live reactions. Hell yeah! Yeah, I'd love to do that. Uh, Bruise and Bruise is supposed to go on last year. Whenever we started the Bash Brew uh, Beer Tour of 2021, it was it was right in the middle of our tour. Yeah, and we had some bangers lined up for that one too. So I'm excited to see you know what we come up with for this one. We have some stuff back-to-back, too, because we also have the other event, which I'm sure we'll talk more about when we get later in, but we right. got the... Uh, the brunch beer event. The brunch beer event. Yeah. Yeah. About a month before this. Yeah. So, yeah. May 14th? Yep. Yeah. There we go. So keep your eye on that one as well. Um, so I, I guess the Bash Brew uh, 2022 tour is starting up early. Getting on the road a little early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to go right from St. Patrick's Day to brewing for festivals, which is an awesome problem to have. It's an awesome problem to have also, too, because you're going to be pickled. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so your nuts have healed, which is great. Most, yes, most of the way. Yeah, most of the way. Well, it's better because then they're Frankenstein looking, but at least they're uh-huh. functional. Well, it looks like the Sandlot baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Before or after the gigantic dog gets a hold after. of it? After. <laughs> <laughs> I had one listener uh, give me a message real quick, and he was like, Hey, man, how about a trigger warning? I didn't know I was going to launch into your visectomy episode. And I was like, hey, man, listen listen at your own risk. There were no super details. No, there wasn't super details, but I think for any guy who has no plans to get it done, I'll instantly go, ugh. Think about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, we are in round one, and I'm very excited for these beers because uh, you went to one of our favorite breweries to get them. So it's round one. You brought some beers, put them together. 
call them round one beers. What'd you bring us? It was far, far too long, but I made it back to our friends up Necromancer. Right there in the North Hills, right across from Country Wine, if everybody if anybody knows where that's at, right off of McKnight Road, not far from, from McKnight Road right there. So they did a special beer for the Steelers playoffs. <laughs> Wild card round, apparently. Uh, it's the <laughs> black and the gold, and you can decide which we're going to um, drink first, but okay. I can tell you a little bit about them. The gold is a cream ale coming in at 5%, I believe. Ooh. I just told you these, and I already forgot. Yes, 5% <laughs> even. And the black is a Pittsburgh Porter coming in at 6.8. And then, cool. so we're going to try these separately. And then yeah. they were making black and golds the weekend of the game. Oh, Or yeah. black and tans, sorry. Well, I, I was on board yeah, with their version of black and tans. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we'll mix them together after we try them both separately. Okay, well, how about you go ahead. Let's start with the gold. That okay. way uh, we, don't, we don't blow our palates out. So if you want to pour those while I give everyone the drop. If you want to go, if you want to go on the Necromancer, do a search on all social media. It's Necromancer Brewing. I believe it's Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Untapped is blown up for them. They are very. Uh, I mean, they're not up and coming anymore. They are here. Yeah. Uh, they are doing big stuff, and they, uh, as a name, you know, if you're new to our podcast or new to Necromancer, they resurrect styles, uh, bring them back. They've had some really cool ideas. Uh, Schwartz beer, I hear, uh, was a knockout. So. I'm excited to see what happens here. Uh, Adam, go ahead and take your first sip, and we'll get some reactions on it. So, again, Necromancer Brewing Company on all social media. So, Cream Ales, quickly becoming one of my favorite crispy beers. Um, And this one is right in the pocket. Uh, Nice corn sweetness in the uh, the grain bill here. Um, And a nice hoppiness. They're not always hoppy, but this one's got just a little bit of hop bite to it. Not like you're drinking a pale ale or IPA or anything, but... Um, very good. Very well-rounded. like mm-hmm. it a lot. I can agree with that. The sweetness, too, really lingers at the end of it. And it has that sippability that I always talk about, the Lay's potato chip effect, where you want to keep going. Uh, Necromancer, like we've said multiple times before, they've never given us a beer we didn't like here. Yeah, uh, little bready caramely, too. Like, it's not yeah. just light and then sweet. It's got body. It's like it's, nice. it's definitely their take on a cream ale. Yeah. You know, they, they've always been really good at packing in flavor into different kinds of... Uh, Different kinds of styles, and this is no different, man. I really like this. Oh, you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah I really liked it. It's okay. Gone. Well, Adam. Take prep- your time, because I was just going to crack the porter. Go, go ahead and crack the porter uh, and pour yourself one, and I'll down this, because it is good. <laughs> I was trying to save her, but go ahead. I got, I got more of it. Sound effects. So the Pittsburgh porter, I also I had I had a few up at Necromancer. I had a little bit of everything they had on the menu. And That's- they always have killer food trucks. Yeah. For those of you who are interested um, they always post their food truck menu up early, so you know if there's one there and who's there. Um, so check it out. Their Instagram is probably the thing they post on the most. I would say, yeah, the most most active. That or their website. But, yeah. I mean, I always check their Instagram for the food trucks and the beer releases. And I think they release new beers like almost every week, if not every week. Yeah. Oh, that's. I tell you what, man, that is a delicious no-frills porter. Yeah, that's straight up no adjuncts. Nope. It's a porter. Yeah. Hits you right in the mouth the way you want it to. A little bit of a... Chocolate caramel. Yep. I'm loving it. Oh. Yeah. And that's how... Sometimes I like my porter that way. I mean, listen. We're two thick dudes. We love adjuncts. But for some reason, I just want a porter or just a flat stout. And this is... This delivers on that. I think this is a really good, really good porter. It doesn't have any frills. But it's done... If you're going to do simple, you have to do it 
perfect. There's a nice subtle sweetness to the back of this too. That yeah, I like. but not so sweet that you kind of feel like you're getting lactose. Oh no, yeah. not at all. Yeah, really good. So you were telling me that we can we can black and tan this. Yes, I mean you can black it. You can just pour some cream in ale in yours now, or I think I'm gonna do that right now because I love I love black and tans. Sorry, I don't have one of those fancy floater turtles. <laughs> a turtle? Remember the turtle? Yeah, Guinness always. You'd pour it over a turtle to get it to separate. And oh, like yeah, yeah. And stuff. yeah. Well, if you remember awesome. from our episode with uh, Hop Nation, I'm not a fan of Guinness. Well, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> what a delicious little treat. Oh, the two together it's so, perfect. Oh, yeah. man, perfect balance. I'm not going to lie. I already knew that. I, I had three of them. You're a cheater. You lied to me. I had you, three of them when I was picking the beer up. You said... That you hadn't put them together yet. Oh, no. I hadn't had the porter on its own yet. <laughs> so that was a nice treat. It was a very, that's a very nice treat. I, I got caught in my lie. You did. It's a nice lie, though, because it still worked out for both of us. Uh, so, Adam, as we sip on these delicious uh, brews from Necromancer, we do have to get into a bets of doom. So, as you know, as I'm sure most of the wrestling community knows, Royal Rumble 2022 is scheduled to drop on January 29th. Uh, so by the time you hear this, we'll be one week away, or a little less than a week away. And this is going down at America's Center uh, Dome. Uh, and it's going to be one of the major uh, four major pay-per-views. And we do, have some, we do have a full card, which has not been like WWE. They've been kind of letting it meander until the last go-home show before they put some more stuff on. So that, that could still happen. There's still room on this card for something. I don't know what it would be, but there could be something on there. Um, so th I, I think we should save the Royal Rumble matches till the end. And I agree. We can start with, um, and these, and of course, bets of doom predictions, loser gets punished. So, and we're, and we rolled Let's over the last one. That's so this it. one's got to suck real we bad. We rolled over the last two. No, just the last one. Yeah. Cause yeah. I ate all that yeah, shitty you ate food. Oh. All the Thanksgiving hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look at Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman taking on Bobby Lashley with MVP for the WWE Championship. <laughs> uh, now, Brock Lesnar is bringing the strap into this one, and they have, I believe, finally built Bobby, Bobby Lashley into being formidable, as he should be. Yes, yeah, he I looks, agree. He looks good. Um, I'll let you go first with your predictions on this one. Well, let's count how many times I say I don't really care about that. <laughs> you have to care. Because this is the first one. <laughs> But I do have to care because it's Betsy Doom. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Lesnar's retaining. Yeah. Um, I don't know what their plans are if if he retains. I don't particularly think he should, but I think he will. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on this one. We're going to we might match up a couple times here, but I think yeah. uh, Brock Lesnar is going to retain because I think there's still unfinished business between him and Reigns that's going to okay. happen at WrestleMania. So yeah, and plus two, I think it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Um, because they're both just meat mountains. Just like to see that go down. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then move on to the next match here that I have written down. It's uh, Becky Lynch bringing in the Raw Women's Championship against Dewdrop. I mean, I can kind of see where this is going from a mile away. If I could go first here, Becky Lynch is going to retain. <laughs> yep, and I'll just follow you with that because yeah. I don't see why they'd... I mean, I think Dewdrop's 
awesome. Really good wrestler, yeah. but uh, I don't she's think she's ready. at that level yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a problem that I think. Not with her current booking. No. And that's what I was going to say. The, the issue right now with WWE is that there are concerns with how they're writing some of these characters in. There's no buildup for some people. And they're lucky they have a Bobby Lashley that can be built up as quickly as he can. Dewdrop, although I really enjoy her. Um, she hasn't had a lot of build. She had uh, that Eva Marie thing for a hot second, and that went nowhere. Right. And then what is she really? Have you been watching weekly TV? I uh, try to. Are they I... even building her into like a credible threat at all? I mean, they put her in a tag match, the old like, how will they coexist match? And oh, the... so they were on the same team? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. So, and, But it's... um, That's lazy. But Dewdrop's <laughs> been getting the wins in oh, some of these matches. Okay. So they are building her traditionally uh, through those matches. Better than some builds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of builds, this one actually has a good build. It's uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on uh, The Miz and Maurice. Surprisingly, the championship matches don't have the same build as this mixed tag team match. Well. But uh, you're up first. See what you think about this one. The only thing that makes me happy about this is that it's on Rumble and not waiting till WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Main event. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I don't know. The only thing this really does for me is takes out some key players from the Rumble. Yeah, which pisses me off. Um, from both Rumbles. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know what to think, but I don't think they're going to let Miz and Maurice win. I think the faces are going over Edge and Beth Phoenix. I think... I think we're going to be all tied up until the Rumbles. I, I think... <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. Edge and Beth Phoenix are going to win this match, for sure. What creative could do to make this fun, to have a little callback, is have Gangrel come out. Because there was a whole thing when Edge used the bloodbath, and Gangrel was like kind of pissed off about it. They could have Gangrel come out and like screw Edge over. And then that could actually build to like an old brood match. But I'm thinking in terms of indies, and I'm not thinking about WWE, so yeah. it's just not going to happen. I was just going to say, if that happens... You don't even need to come up with a punishment for me. I'll just drink a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> you would enjoy that too much. Yeah, when, while I was doing it, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Edge and Beth Phoenix are going to take this match. Um, but I still think it's going to be great because no one really considers Miz to be uh, a strong performer, but he is. He's a great wrestler, and Maurice isn't bad either. Beth Phoenix is who she is, mm. and, and Edge can do incredible things. I don't remember age. Maurice being particularly good. I thought she did a great job at being kind of heelish. Oh, she has a good character. Yeah. I just don't think she's good in the ring. I think her character translates well to the ring. And, okay. it, and then she gets in some good spots. I think Beth's good in the ring, though. Beth is, yeah. fan, like, she far, far you But know, then surpasses. she's, like, like uh, Stonehenge in the ring. Like, yeah. her personality's Just bare. cuts off, yeah. yeah. Also, too, I love her fucking hair. I just like that. <laughs> it looked. I saw a clip of, Mon yeah. of her on Monday, and it looked weird in the very front. It looked like old Vince McMahon hair, <laughs> like the quaff when he was when he was Mister McMahon and going oh, against yeah. Stone Cold. Yeah, the quaff, like the big quaff with just Aquanet sprayed all over it. It looked a little bit like a bird's nest. He could go Michael Jackson, but the sides look cool, and it initially yeah. looked cool. I just think like when you get the side profile, it's yeah, maybe sweet. maybe it was a little humid on Monday wherever they were at. Possibly, yeah. Because the humidity wouldn't have been taken up by any fans that were in attendance. <laughs> All 3,000 of them. <laughs> so, the last match we talk about here before we go on to the Royal Rumble matches, we have uh, Roman Reigns bringing in the Universal Championship going against Seth freaking Rollins, who has that maniacal laugh that I can't stand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how they introduce Seth into this by doing the old knock on the like the shield knock. <laughs> I love it. Um, am I going first? Is it my turn? 
I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I picked Edge and Beth first, though. So. This is going to be the swerve. I think Seth Rollins takes the strap, and that's what sets up Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. I 100% agree that that's what they should do. But they're not going to. But they're not going to. <laughs> Roman Reigns is going to win this. You, um, you and, think every champion is going to retain? Yeah, because it's Rumble. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah. But it's WWE. You're right. Um, and th- th- what really sucks is this takes out who would have been my pick to win the Rumble. Exactly. In Seth Rollins. Yeah. So, uh, I agree. Yeah, because I'm guessing that's going to go on either after the Rumble or right before it. So there's no way he's going to no, no, be no in way. both. Because, I mean, if he was, that's kind of lame. But yeah, I, I think so too. But yeah, I, I gotta. I, I don't have. I mean, we're gonna get into it right now. I yeah. don't have good choices for either of these, really. So let's start off with the men's Royal Rumble. Um, so if you're new to wrestling, I mean, if you're listening to us, you have to know something about it. But the Royal Rumble match has been going on since the '90s. Uh, Thirty men uh, would enter. One man stands over the top rope. Um, it's been some some amazing moments have happened in the Royal Rumble. Uh, unfortunately, for the past, I think, like two or three years, it hasn't been as magical. Mm, the uh, 2020, 2020 uh, was good. It was right before COVID. You're right. Yeah, It was the year Lesnar was, like, dominating, and then cool, McIntyre yeah. came out and won. Edge returned. That's that was, right. Yeah, that, so that, that, that was 2020 was the last good one. I take it back. For the men's, anyway. Yeah. I, women's, women's was rough, dude. I think women's was all right last year. I can't remember. Mm. I was. I didn't really enjoy it as much. I, I I have I have high hopes for this year. I yeah. really do. Um, so for the men's Royal Rumble, who are you taking overall to win? Oh, I know. I know. Who, I have a joke. I know who I'm not taking. Who's that? Mustafa Ali. Yeah, oh, he's <laughs> he's not winning a damn thing. Well, my other pick kind of fell into some heat this week too, because um, I was thinking Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, and now I'm not sure about that because we'll talk about that later. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Kevin Owens, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, surprisingly enough, I'm going to agree with you. God damn it. I'm sorry. I'll switch then. Who, who would you pick? I'll switch to Finn Balor. You're going to lose that for sure. I don't know. Because he, they're already so – and we'll get into that here. I have faith. Yeah, I do. I wish they would. Can he, I have – since we agreed and I agreed to change mine, can I just pick two? Sure. Can I take Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre? Yeah, All yeah, right. that's a, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. I'll take Kevin Owens, and you can have those two, right. and then that, that's like your that's your gift. Uh, the Women's Royal Rumble is then uh, has only been installed for about was it six years, roughly? That sounds right. Yeah. About six years, um, and it, and it's also bred some very phenomenal moments. Um, Sasha Banks, her ability to wrestle within these matches, and then um, Naomi has been known to really do some really cool stuff. And the thing I like the most, and no one really talks about it, is when Mandy Rose got saved by Otis, who his his gigantic ass was under the ring and rolled back out and caught her on and stuff, and he's like, yeah, baby. That was, was that last year? I, I think, think it was, yeah. yeah. That might have been Great the best moment. part of last year. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, so I'm going to go first in this one. Uh, I'm going to take Alexa Bliss. That's a good choice. Yeah. I think she's going to come back and she's going to put on, she's going to come in about midway and she's going to do some weird, you know, fucking carry 76 shit and take some people out. You're, and about, then... to, you're about to be mad at me. No, I'm not. So Becky Lynch is one of the women's champions. You think she's going to come out? No. Who's the other? Cause I don't Charlotte know who Flair. It is. Okay. Thank you. Cause I yeah. was going to probably, pick you think her. she, well, she's in it, right? Charlotte Flair's in it? Yeah. Why? Because th- that whole, like, champions can't be in it got squashed out because they only have, like, 15 wrestlers on the women's roster right now that can go in. And they're using they some win? of them. A shot at the other title? I have no idea. That's stupid. It's still not going to be her. She has the belt. 
Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, and I don't even know if she's announced. I don't even know if she's cleared from injury. <laughs> but I'm going Sasha Banks. You got to pick somebody else because she's not going to be there. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take, shoot, I had a backup. Bianca Belair. That, good one. Okay. Yeah, that's good, good. Also, too, shout out to uh, Mickey James. That's going to be cool yes, to see she'll her. she'll be there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the whole, like, carrying the impact title with her, too. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I, heard, like they, I heard they got her a gift basket. Yeah. It's they a, wrapped it in a trash yeah. bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there goes that joke. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, we're going to go from some scripted. Well, actually, no, let me ask you real quick. Do you have any, like, uh, fun surprise entrance for the men? There's people I hope come. Yeah. Who you have? I'm going to take two. Okay. I'm going to take Samoa Joe. Nice. I'm going to take Braun Strowman I to like show that. up as a surprise entrance. That'd be cool. Because I think it's going to be somebody who's not, you know, not signed. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll bring any legends in with it being COVID. There are some uh, legends worries, that are around. And I don't know if you consider them a legend. I keep saying it till it happens. I don't even know what legends are still there because they all seem to have They all get AW, fired. They, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say Tajiri. I think it's going to be a surprise. Until it oh, happens. Cool. Yeah. I'd like to see him come back. And then some something like the Brooklyn Brawlers or something's going to come back. Like they always put him in. <laughs> it's, it, it, it always comes back. He he looks Ooh, the same. What about Ultimo Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, what about Huvatu Guerrero? Like, dude, he uh, he, he wrestled did. pretty well. He did. Yeah. And he's not signed by anybody right now. I mean, now. yeah, he could come out and get knocked over the top rope and take it. X Pac. X Pac. Yeah. Posed. Just he completely poised for a return. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's actually pretty possible. Was it Sean Fleischman? Am I saying that right? Sean Waltman. Waltman. Yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, where am I getting Fleischman from? That's from a movie or something. I think so. Sorry, X Pac. Um. Why what about what about the rumors of Jericho doing it? I there. I so even, I don't even want to see it if it is. The two <laughs> the two people I get information from. They told me there is literally no way it's anybody from AEW. anybody from AEW, including Cody Rhodes. He's a including Cody Rhodes free agent. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Jesus Christ! I hope it's I hope it's all storyline because that's it, what they need to keep doing. It Swer- is. Swerve the dirt sheets. I like it. So Adam, we're gonna move away from scripted combat to some not scripted combat. So right now we're looking at uh, Jorge Masvidal is going to take on uh, Mr. Covington. I believe it's UFC 272. If mine serves me right. Yes. Believe so. Yes. 272. 272. And then uh, there's some controversy here because Chael Sonnen made some. Man, he keeps going. He keeps diving into other people's business. Right? He really does. We were just talking about him talking to Diaz Poirier, right? Yeah. Uh, like an episode or two. Ago. He was starting it up. Man, um, Sonnen's, so Sonnen's good. At this point, Mazdaval and Covington has already signed for 272. Um, and of course, Chael Sonnen likes to make. His voice known. He has his own YouTube channel, and I actually do enjoy his commentary on his YouTube channel. He does a pretty good job. Um, but he said that Mazdaval is in a career-ending fight, quote-unquote. Kind of like an all-or-nothing yeah. situation. Um, he's quoted to say, if he goes out there and gets taken down and gets mauled for 25 minutes, it's going to take a lot of luster off the shine that is the number two, the sport's second biggest draw, uh, the BMF, uh, George Mazdaval. Jorge. Yeah, I apologize. Jorge Mazdaval. Oh, jeez, man. And I'm not even drinking. You did good. You did good. I, I was the third doing all time right. you said it. Yeah, man. Well, there you go. Good job, George. So, <laughs> uh, now, this is not an inaccurate, incorrect statement, but it's not the only statement that Sonnen made, but it was the only one taken completely out of context because Sonnen actually really respects Mazdaval. Said a lot of great things about his, uh, his ability, his stand up, his, even his wrestling. Um, but of course, everyone. The sound bite was at the end. The yeah, which bite, I, yeah. I do agree. I think he, 
should win. Yeah. So if he loses, a lot of luster falls off. It, yeah. It make, yeah, I agree with someone. Yeah, and if Mazdaval wins, he gets a direct path to the title. As far as career ending him being like let go or anything. Oh, yeah. No, it would just be like a long time before he gets into the title picture if he ever yeah. gets back. But So uh, what if I told you that the son tried to uh, get Jake Paul killed? <laughs> like the tabloid? <laughs> yeah. This... Oh. I, I didn't know if you meant the literal burning... That's Star that's a or, hope. That's yeah. a hope. That's that what, it, I was yeah. I was like, like oh. Super Mario Brothers three when it comes down, just fucking <laughs> somebody misguided a penis rocket towards the sun with the planet. <laughs> That'd be great. Look at that! It's like a big old tallywhacker. It's that thing from Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but while we usually see Jake Paul in the New York Post, uh, the son tried to get the problem child set up in the ring with one of the most violent men in boxing history. Iron Mike Tyson. Uh, originally, his son reported that the camps were in advanced talks about a showdown in Vegas uh, in later in 2022. I don't want to see it. You don't want to see it? No, it's going to be it's going to be the same as Tyson's last fight, where it was like exhibition rules, and they just like did body punches. And I don't know, it man. Sucked. Tyson is still scary now in his 50s. Oh, he's still yeah. scary. I'm just saying, like they're so about the boxing world so about protecting him like it is yeah. i don't think they're going to expose him into possibly so. being hurt i don't think so either but uh mike tyson so the the, the quell any problems you may have with this mike tyson through representative uh denied these claims and no. he's, he's actually gone on record before to support uh support the paul brothers and their influence on boxing kind of feels like the renaissance of the boxing uh culture because it is there's lots of people getting paid now because of what the paul yeah. brothers are doing um, and Tyson, I mean, I'll, give, I'll give Mike Tyson whatever's in my wallet to just punch him out next time he sees him. How much is that right now? I think I'm at like $42. That's pretty good, man. I usually don't have any cash. Me either. You're actually high roller over there. <laughs> it's my birthday money I'm still carrying around. Nice. I don't know what I was spending on yet. <laughs> so Tyson did joke once on the Impulsive podcast while taking $100 million to fight Jake, but this was only in jest, and there are no current talks between the parties uh, to fight anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. Uh, so we talked about uh, Diaz versus Poirier last time, and these two combatants were kind of shut down by Dana White, and, but Diaz never shut up about it. So the cool thing is there's not much to talk about here except that Diaz is basically calling everyone a bitch and pressuring people into signing the fight, and then Dustin Poirier – I decided he wanted to learn how to use Photoshop, and he put him and Diaz in a drop where it was like Poirier Diaz, and no dates or anything. But and it just flashes at the end. Don't be scared, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, motherfuckers. <laughs> so again, there isn't much about this right now, but I'm kind of excited to see it. The wheels are getting turning because I think the camps are going to have to start. Not you know. surprised, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So we go back to scripted fighting uh, when John Moxley has made his triumphant return to the squared circle on Wednesday. Um, so if you don't know, John Moxley is uh, he entered a inpatient substance abuse rehabilitation facility for alcohol abuse. Uh, it took about three months off to do this, and he cut. He came back to cut a pretty impassioned promo on AEW Dynamite. However. Much like our topic of last week, some asshole toxic fan who found $20 on the floor and somehow snuck his way in to the front row uh, was able to yell, someone get this drunken piece of trash out of the ring. <laughs> to which, on live TV, by the way, which I loved, John Moxley got to say, fuck you, someone get this piece of shit out of here. 
which I love. Beautiful. And uh, that dickhead is now banned for life from all AEW. Wouldn't events. expect anything less from a DC crowd. Mm-mm. You lived there Being for long there. enough. Yep. Yeah. Probably some piece of shit Caps fan. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's healthy. Yeah. He looks great. Yeah, that makes me sad because I think I should probably take three months off. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I just think it's weird that he's coming back and then fighting for Game Changer right away. No, I think it makes sense because I think at this point it'd be smart for him to drop the title. I just think it makes AEW look like nah. dumbasses. Like, they like supported him through his yeah, rehab you're right maybe i don't know if they paid for it but like oh, well, him, they paid for kept it. his job there yeah. kept his spot there he's probably going to come back in like the, a similar ranking to where he was and then he's just like ah, i'm not going to do your pay-per-view i'm going to do game changer wrestling and then i think they like backpedal and they're like oh we're going to do uh all jobs ego page or ethan page you can find him on rampage real quick for like three minutes and yeah then, and then that's your first match because I think what game changers on Saturday? Yeah, it's at the Hammerstein Ballroom, the birthplace of uh, ECW, which is cool. That's, I might actually get that paper. Yeah, I might, but yeah. I just think it makes AEW look like it's tough. Shit. It's tough. Um, I was working on a Tony Khan impression earlier, and it did not pan out, so I'm not going to use it. No, nah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. So, uh, <laughs> him versus Vince McMahon, night two WrestleMania. Let's do it. Well, I mean, like night four, yeah. uh, it's going to be <laughs> part six, <laughs> WrestleMania revenge. Drew McIntyre shaves with his sword. <laughs> <laughs> so Mustafa Ali, who begged for his release, was denied. And there's no reasoning as to why he's been denied his release. It also makes no sense because people who didn't want their release got fired. And people who do want their release, like Mustafa Ali, is being denied. You get a contract extension. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's good all- to keep a toxic, unhappy person backstage. Absolutely. Eating the, the chicken. Yeah. And then, like, someone, uh, it, was, it was Wrestle Talk. I was listening to it. And they're like, they made a great point. They're like, all you're doing is building up his exit even more. So when he's done and he finally goes somewhere else, everybody wants to see him. That company yeah. is going to blow up because they got him. Um, he's been misused on multiple storylines, character rebirth, pairings, otherwise. Retribution was a piece of shit. That was terrible. It was, so, yeah, it was Dude, awful. Just so many bad. Th- and then like they didn't even let him be premier over in Saudi Arabia either. Nope. That was the other thing. Like the place where he should be like a dominant figure on and, the card. And I would say send him down to NXT and let him flourish there, but that's not an option oh, and, anymore. NXT's like, a NXT sucks. Death sentence, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Braun Breaker. 2Ks. 2Ks, motherfucker. Uh, so then your boy, Finn, yeah. Finn Balor, also fell into Ali Hell because uh, he was actually in very advanced talks with AEW to come over. And there was a possible – and that inside source to me let me know that there was going to be a Bullet Club situation. Would have been pretty cool. However, he was quietly blocked from AEW. Um, it looks like the, – the details are loose, but he had more than a straight path to AEW, and they were willing to, quote-unquote, bend over backwards for the Demon King. However, behind the scenes sources, uh, a lot like how he had to dry hump the mats in his last match. Exactly, because uh, every storyline he's been in, he's had terrible outcomes. And then I'm wondering now, well, now that he signed Adam, will he get his revenge See, he, on the top rope belt buckle? Turnbuckle, you mean? Yeah, turnbuckle. You said belt buckle. Turnbuckle. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's not just names. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I don't know if he will. But he see, he I don't think he's in hot water. I don't know he what He decided happened. to sign. I mean, they can't just say, you're not allowed. We caught you. Well, that's what like, happened. Like, they signed Al- him to more money, so yeah. they might as well use him and have him win the Royal Rumble. Not happening. That's definitely not uh, happening. Also, too, Sandu Ali. Like, you have him. You're not going to use him. What are you going to do with him? Oh, I know. Let's just put him in purgatory. He's not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, he's not doing anything. No, he's stuck. Because everybody knows he's unhappy. Well, then, too, Vince McMahon's been quoted to say that he doesn't like Finn Balor. He he has said like he's That's just. Fair. He's I don't just like Vince McMahon. Feels, yeah, well, yeah, it's like, ooh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Sticks and stones, Vince. I don't like you either. <laughs> Bang, motherfucker! I have some problems with your daughter too. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of problems. I never thought I'd miss Shane McMahon. Shane's so much. Cool. I was gonna say yeah. Shane's cool though. I can't say good that lord. Either. So before we go into some ads here, we have to say this, and you know we uh, we named our podcast after a song from Every Time I Die, and they unfortunately broke up and it, it sucks the breakup is messy uh for a band that stayed pretty private with a lot of their issues and concerns they went full tmz it's all over the place right now there are uh, a couple facts that are completely supported by both sides and it's uh one there's no way the band will get back together keith buckley cannot use any every time i die info for personal gain and the other four members will be starting a new band without keith which keith for everybody who's not in the know was the lead singer. Yeah. And Keith is brothers with Jordan. Who's one of the guitar players. One of the guitar which players. is really weird when the not only the whole band's against you, but one of them is your brother. Your brother. <laughs> yeah. Um if you want to know more about that, if you like every time I die, kinda, or whatever, you wanna know what's going on, you can see like everyone is finally kind of broken their silence on it. And a friend of the podcast, uh Andy, he he's sad. He's very sad. Bunkhouse Butch. The butcher. The butcher. Yeah. Um That's so, right. we'll have him on soon to promote his new uh yeah. Projects, whatever the new project is. Yeah. Um, of course, favorite songs and albums. De- uh, Decaying with the Boys is one of our favorite songs. Yeah, that's, love that. That's in my list. Yeah. Um, so is the album that's on, uh, which is from Parts Unknown. Yeah. yeah. Actually, th- like really weird. I went back and like ranked them real quick, just in case you wanted to know. Yeah, go. Let me hear your ranking. Yeah. <laughs> but Low Teens, Radical, and then from Parts Unknown are my favorite three, which are all their newer stuff. Yeah. And I like listened through and like. Their albums progressively got better, which yeah. is a fucking shame because they didn't even really get to tour on the back of their latest one, yeah. which I think could eventually be my favorite. Like, I do mm. listen to the whole album all the way through a bunch yeah. more, but then when I thought of songs I liked, they were on the older albums. Yeah. So, yeah. the only new song I liked, like, top of my list is The uh, the Coin Has Say. Yeah, it for sure. awesome. But then uh, Werewolf, It Remembers, which... So oh, you good. love that. Yeah. Which is probably their softest song I like. Yeah. Uh, the New Black, Idiot, and Wonderlust are all my. Yeah. Just some mentions for people to look up on Spotify. I can agree with that. Uh, for me, Buffalo Gals 666. Yes. Um, I really like uh, Rebel Without a Pause, uh, Easy Tiger. Good Ooh, shit. I forgot about Easy yeah. Tiger. Gutter, Gutter Phenomenon is my favorite, favorite ETID album. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. Old one, yeah. yeah. Like, that was my favorite until mm. From Parts Unknown came out. Seeing them in 2004 on OzFest, like, just on a little stage, just crushing it. Yeah, so R.I.P. Every Time I Die from 98 to 2021. We're going to carry on the namesake yes. for, like, another year or two until we break up. Yeah, and then it's going to get real weird. Matt's <laughs> not going to be able to make any money on this shit. <laughs> There's $17 in the bank. Don't you give up on me now. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we do continue on with the commercial drop. So our friends over at Just In Time Podcast, uh, Justin and Carter are podcast hosts after our own hearts because they slam beers, talk shop on movies, and much more. So check them out and make sure you tell them that the boys sent you. And of course, Lucky 13s and Anchor are our continued sponsors. So if you want to check them out, you can support us. And we support us. We bring some pretty cool stuff. So we'll see you on the other side. Woo. We were looking for a laid-back comedy show that covers current events, beer reviews, and movie reviews. We couldn't find one, so we made the damn thing ourselves. The Justin in Time Show. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. <laughs> uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah, well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because again, when you support our sponsors, you support us. And do not forget about the Just In Time podcast. So, Adam... We are in round two. You continue to bring us some of the best beers in the Berg. So it's round two. You brought more beers, put them together. <claps> Calm round two beers. What you got? I got a treat from another repeat brew we've had on the podcast before. It is Hop Farm Brewing's Profundo Italian Style Pilsner, oh. which I will safely say. I don't know if I can say it, but I'm going to say yeah. it's one of my favorite things that they make. Um, this Italian Pilsner is just Glorious. So when I saw it in cans when I was there this weekend, I had to pick some up for the podcast. They pay us in sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to know what's going on with Hop uh, Hop Farm, all you do is search, search them out on all social media. That's Hop Farm uh, Brewing on all social media. And this bad boy, if you didn't know, little secret for me, I love a good Italian pills. Yeah, and what makes a pill an Italian pills? Other than I know it's special European malts that go into it. I'm pretty sure. I've never made one, so I'm not really sure. But it comes off as a hoppier pilsner, um, and this one has saphir hops in it. It's dry hopped with saphir hops, which yeah. you'll get a hoppier note than even hoppier than that cream ale. It's it's quite a distinct uh, bitterness. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it has that, and I I won't be disingenuous to an Italian pilsner. But I like the the there's a skunkiness to it, but that's that's the purpose. Yeah. 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 And I'm not sure where that comes from. Yeah. I, that might be the malt. I really enjoy actually. it. That, and that's like, I know what I'm getting into an, an Italian Pilsner. I don't have to be in the mood for one either. I just like them. Uh, but when I'm going to get one, I know it's going to have that little bit of a skunkiness to it, which is okay. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. When it was on the menu, we walked in there for the homebrew meeting this uh, weekend. And when I saw it on the menu, I fist pumped. I literally like, yeah. You went full Oprah. You're like, I'm getting one. And, their head, <laughs> and then I looked across the bar and their head brewer, Malcolm, hi, Malcolm, was there. Instead of me, he goes, hey, Adam. <laughs> Excuse the old. And I just like 
Profundo. <laughs> and I also did a Milko pour of this, the all foam chug. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing Milko pours of this. How is that? For $3. It's amazing. Yeah? Makes makes you feel all just like a pillow. Yeah? Yeah. I gotta get, I haven't had one. Turns your boy into a cloud. Just <laughs> floating. It's so good. I can't even you gotta do it look right. at you. You gotta do it right. Like, like Hop Farm does it right. It's like off of a side pour. Yeah. I think Hitchhiker has a tap for it too. So what do you do? Do you like have to alter the tap? No, it's, it, I, I'm sure it's altered. I don't know the mechanics behind it, but it just pours heavy foam. Like it's just super foamy, but it's drinkable. Like when you drink like Miller Lite that you poured terribly, it just kind of tastes like air. Oh, like every Miller Lite? Right. But like <laughs> foam just tastes like air. The, yeah. the foam on this tastes milky, tastes creamy. Oh, that's cool. So there's actual flavor, texture. Okay. I've try. Like I just haven't. Well, the, the breweries around me don't do milk pours, so no, no. All the way out in the sticks. Nah. Well, uh, he, he's talking shit on you, Justin. Joey's. Joey's <laughs> no, I'm not talking about. Not yep. talking, not you talking are. Yellow Bridge. You are. I was talking about Joey's beer barn out there. <laughs> <laughs> we have to drink next to the wildlife. Oh, shut the fuck up. You're just jealous because I can drink stouts next to giraffes. I'm mad because last time I was there, I tried. I went for my mozzi stick and a chicken stole it. <laughs> ran off into the coop with it. You gotta be careful too, man, because if you go too far back, that chicken coop, the coyotes are waiting crazy, for you. You're crazy backwoods bars out there. <laughs> so Adam, I threw it out for a social media smackdown. I asked all of our listeners, are you a fan of reboot movies? And our listeners went completely gorilla. They lost their fucking minds. So forty seven percent of you guys enjoy a good reboot movie, while fifty three percent of you guys don't. They went banana. They went a little bananas on As this. Pat Patterson used to say. There are there were some arguments. They went banana. There were some arguments, man. Really? Yeah. I did not see the poll where I would have been joining the arguments. I am strongly on the no side. Really? Yeah. I hate reboots. I'm on because they've taken over. Yes, but the thing is, the thing about a, a, a reboot is it's easily pushed aside. Like if you if yeah. if the crowd doesn't like it, there's always there's people who are going to go see every movie. And they're the ones who are like, yeah, those people scare me. They are. They're yeah. a little scary, but they're just like, meh. And I'm like, cool. I, I trust them because all they, do, they, they're the ones who buy that like cinema pass. That they can see like five movies a week or some crap and they go by themselves and just sit there and stare at a movie screen. I did that one. It's I odd. did that once. When me I was, too. I was in Memphis for training, like right after we graduated college. And I never felt lonelier in my whole life. And there were other people in the theater. Yeah. But I was just there by myself with yeah. like a bucket of popcorn and a Diet Coke. And I was like, boy, I just really want some whiskey and wish I was on my couch right now. Like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. It's so, it's such an uncomfortable feeling. I went and saw uh, Alien Covenant by myself because no one wanted to go with me. Yeah. And I I never felt so awkward. Never went with you to that. Yeah. Really? What? It was good. Oh, was it? I liked it. Oh, I'm thinking of Prometheus. Was that the one before? Prometheus was fucking fire, dude. Honestly, I hated it. Really? Yeah, anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Okay. Well, so just so you guys remember, we do have listener polls on every Tuesday. Uh, so you can fight the good fight by following us at DecayNWTB on all social media because we drop these polls on our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter. So, Adam, we, since we're on dueling sides here, we must face off. So sometimes a reboot like you know, is wanted. Sometimes it's forced upon us. And just like that, we either get something awesome that brings a refreshing look to an older busted franchise or a cinema experience, or it gives us something to talk shit about for a couple weeks, which we've seen happen looking at you, Ghostbusters. So, Adam... Both of them. Yes. Adam, (laughs) I challenge you to the Mount Rushmore 
of reboot movies. Now, I do want to say I'm I'm so perturbed already that we have to do this because I hate so many reboot movies. Yeah. This might be fun. I, I'm yeah. going to try to get all four of mine on because I don't think any of yours are going to deserve it. Because reboots suck. No, they don't. Some don't. You'll four see. I'm picking don't. Yeah, the four I picked don't yeah. suck yeah. either. Don't look at my list. I don't, don't look at mine either. Don't look at mine. So... Uh, for the we got some new listeners. We had one of our highest download days, actually. Um, so we have new listeners, and if they don't know, it's me versus you, you versus me. You want to be really proud of me? Yeah, I forgot to download until like Thursday, <laughs> so I wasn't even in those numbers. Oh well, there you go. It's our it, we had our highest download day I, since I, the first the first episode we put out. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I listened to the first ten minutes, and then I just like forgot about it yeah. on Monday. It's okay. And I didn't get back to it until yesterday. Well, you were here. But it was good. It was really good. Yeah. Everybody else listened to it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, if, the, if you're new to us, uh, Adam and I like to square off about things that we like, and we try to get four choices that we feel should be the choices that everyone else should listen to. And if Adam takes one of my choices, I have to uh, pick another one. So you can't have one through four. You have to have like one through ten. Um, and this time... Papa gets to go first. I only have I only have six, by the way, because the, there's only six I like. See, that's so. What, hopefully, you don't take my four. This is where you have fucked up entirely. I'm just gonna say pass on the All last right. two rounds. So, for my number one pick, I'm listen, and, it, and these are reboots. And I should say too, reboots and remakes are kind of like synonymous in this. They, there's a little bit of a difference between the two, but they can kind of fall into each other. Yeah, yeah. All right, glad that you're on board. I feel with that. I feel like yeah. yeah. Okay, so for my number one pick here, I'm going with uh, an American uh, remake or reboot of a Hong Kong movie called Internal Affairs. It's called The Departed. Uh, critics agree that the Scorsese reboot is far more heart-pounding with the blended lines of loyalty and corruption, and the all-star cast comes with DiCaprio, Matt Damon, and Mark Wahlberg. So for my number one draft pick, I'm going with The Departed. Matt already. Yeah, did I take I'm one of you? I'm so fucking bad already. Did I take one of you? No, that's like my favorite movie ever. I had no idea it was a remake or a reboot. Do research. I had no Be idea. better. Be better. I had no idea. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> because I might be in trouble. I came in here all cocky, and now I feel like I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> so I will say right now, yeah. one of my other favorite Scorsese movies, Cape Fear, I know is a remake. Yeah. But I used it last week or right. two, whenever we did uh, Revenge week. movies. Yeah. So I'm not looking at you, Mike Moore. I'm not. So. I'm not using it. <laughs> but I'm also pulling one of my favorite movies okay. that is a remake, cool. and that is uh, the Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing, 1982, which was a remake of The Thing from Another World in 1951. Beautiful movie. Because uh, if you go way back into like our first ten episodes, we did our f- three favorite horror movies yes. of all time, and that was my number two, I believe. Yeah. So. I even enjoyed the 2011 port. I think it was 2011. It wasn't bad, but I mean, it, 82, it, not like 82, 82 far superior. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't bad for a reboot, especially in that time period where yeah. they were rebooting Everything. all kinds of yeah. of stuff, and it was usually garbage. Um, but yeah, easy number one for me. Yeah. Since I didn't know that the party was a remake. <laughs> what an idiot. So for my number two uh, draft pick here, I am going back to... Uh, it's a reclamation of a movie that's been tried in 1943, 49, 66, 89, 92, 95, and 97. Um, and uh, most notably with George so Clooney with the bat nipples. Oh. Batman Begins is Christopher Nolan's uh, take on the grittier side of Batman, much akin to the Batman year one comic book canon. 
So this reboot smashed the box office and cemented Nolan and Bale as the new dynamic duo in the DC universe. And this had a, a cast with Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, and Morgan Freeman. So with my second round draft pick, I'm going with Batman Begins. That's the one with Heath. Is that Heath Ledger's line, that one? No. That's oh, Begins was with Scarecrow. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yes. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great movie. I just, I don't know. Batman's just like. There's so many. But it, if you yeah. look at all the ones that leading up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, I mean. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the beginning of the best DC trilogy in modern cinema. I thought you were talking about Psycho for a second until you said George Clooney's Ooh. nipples. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, no, no, he's going Batman. Psycho's <laughs> cool as shit. Not, uh, the, not the remix. Mm, no. Well, unless it's on your list later, then I'll just tear it apart. <laughs> so what do you got for number two, then? I don't. I'm going to have to go with, I mean, another horror movie franchise that I applaud all the time. Um, this reboot was not the best reboot of all time but it was a very well done one especially for 2003 okay and this is the texas chainsaw massacre reboot uh starring jessica beale which was a remake of the original uh 1974 and i liked it personally so much because it was more gritty and gory than the original everybody thinks the original is really gory but it's really just a psychological thriller almost like, certainly yeah. there's some jump scares and stuff but it's not gory there's yeah. not any blood or very little yeah it's like assumed yeah. like you, like when you look at the the lead up to a death you're like oh my god and then you kind of fabricate in your brain which is what i really liked about the original right. texas chainsaw massacre um well, and, the, the 2003 fills in those blanks for you it definitely <laughs> does yeah if you are a gore whore like i am yeah. yeah and also too if i could hang my hat on another movie that I'm, i don't think you're gonna use it and i'm not gonna use it either mm. uh the hills have eyes remake it's on my list. But it's on, it, it, I already scratched it off. It's it's yeah. It's definitely a gore horror. I didn't use it because it's it's not that good. It's no. way better. Than the the, the original is really bad. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job of remaking yeah. it. But yeah, but it's 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 good, but it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're, it, it kind of fills in the blanks of what was left out back in the eighties. So. And now it's kind of funny because I think we're about a month away. Or a little less than a month away from their their rebooting Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Uh, yeah, mm. like making a true well, not even rebooting two per se, but they're just making a new sequel to the nineteen seventy nine. Okay, sorry, seventy four. I could be down for so that. So they're not remaking like yeah my favorite movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. They're just like making a difference remaking your second favorite movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 lick my head no 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 that's my number one <laughs> I love that movie but they're not rebooting it they're just okay making a new sequel to the very first uh, okay movie. okay like it's not copying that at all they it's gonna be more serious I'm guessing and more violent yeah, well I can get on board yeah, with that I th I'm interested yeah. to see what they're gonna do but I always am and I'm disappointed <laughs> 70% <laughs> of the time <laughs> so uh speaking of uh, rebooting some classics here, uh, a 1990 miniseries starring Tim Curry brought about a cult following while he took on the uh, the Pennywise Pennywise uh, character. So uh, Bill Skarsgård came along and he performed one of the most haunting uh, takes on the clown in modern horror. And it didn't smash any box office records, but it did really well and brought fans back, casual fans back into horror. So with my third round draft pick, I'm going with the uh, the chapter one of It, the reboot. You're fucking asshole. Yeah. You're just going to go all blockbusters here? Or? Uh, No, actually, I'm not. Wait till you see some of the other ones I have. Well, you only have one more. Yeah, but I also have some other ones here that are probably better than ever, whatever pick you have. So mm -hmm. if you pick anything at all, I'll be able to do way better than you. I killed this. Uh -huh. You tried. No, I, <laughs> I picked like 
You tried. Good reboots. Mm, that you tried. I, I, I tried. You tried real hard. Yeah, I just don't like. I didn't look into blockbuster movies. You just tried. Okay, that's cool. Well, here's my best. <laughs> <laughs> just because the original was so, so, so dog shit, I don't even know why they'd reboot it. Yeah. Um, but then the remake was pretty good. Not one of my favorite movies by any means. Yeah. But so much better than the original is why it's making my list. And that's Dread, which was the reboot of Judge Dread. So good. Yeah. Oh, I love and that. And the 95 Stallone one's so bad. Yeah. Oh, Especially when you try to stack it up to the comic series. Like, mm. it's not even yeah. in the same storyline. Like, no. Other than the scrolling credits at the beginning. So, yeah. 2012's Dread. It's really a great like example that. of a reboot. Both of them uh, box office flops, but the uh, second one done much better. Yeah, but uh, my... I have so much love for the 2012 Dread because it stays so true to the because the comic books are gritty and violent. Not, not only that, but it was a 3D movie done well. Yes, in 2012, great job. Weird, and they used yeah. like the bullet time, but in a completely different way than the Matrix. Unlike every other fucking movie that was using it, um, everyone got high on drugs. Yeah, called slow and that's what slowed yeah. down. So it wasn't really bullet time; it was just so everything cool. was in slow motion. So all the gore was in slow motion. It was just really cool yeah. visuals. Um, the story, of course, it's an action movie. It's a yeah. action movie, but Very the visuals and the action in that movie were awesome. The villain was cool. Mama, I believe. Yeah. The mama yeah, gang. Mama. She was a prostitute who got cut up by her pimp and then she got revenge. Mama. And she gets thrown off the building at the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> she gets tossed down 47 stories at Peachtree. Yeah. And smack. I love this movie so much. There, um, I'm not doing too bad, huh? No, I like that one a lot. So I have a lot of different choices here. So with my fourth round pick, I'm actually going to go with uh, a movie that I really do enjoy. I love it a lot. It's not in my fourth round slot, but I'm using this one to just rub it in your face. So uh, David Cronenberg had a remake of the 1958 sci-fi creature feature classic where he taps a young Jeff Goldblum and puts him into the sci-fi horror trope the fly with gina hot as shit davis yeah i won't deny that <laughs> so with my fourth round pick i am uh, going with the fly I don't like that movie. it's a good movie man. I, don't, I don't like it I, it's great body horror you don't like the no well it's cronenberg uh, yeah, is body yeah, horror yeah, incarnate yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's great it's good it movie. also has jeff goldblum in it which is yeah, so hot he's so fucking hot him and gina davis together should be a crime jurassic park no He's from Dress. He was. Oh, I'm I thought you were talking about the remake. I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. yeah, hit, that's a big pile of yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that Jeff Goldblum was actually what? calling the, the the reboot a piece of shit back in the '90s? So between two, and none of them are uh, none of them had a box office of any of yours. My yeah. box offices are way smaller on all of my movies because <laughs> I stayed within my realm. Sucks for you, man. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm between two, and I'm just going to go with one because I know you like it. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the uh, reboot of Evil Dead in 2013. Wonderful. From the uh, 1981 original. Uh, there's, there's a sequel to that. Coming, coming out. out. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I saw. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for it. Um, I don't know which one I like better, really. They're, they're two very different movies. Yeah. Uh, the original more campy, way more practical effects, way low budget. So they had to get creative and, and a lot shows. And 100% more Bruce Campbell. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the remake super gory great storytelling yeah. uh, just demonic as fuck the demons looked actually terrifying yeah. in, the, so was, in the reboot that was a yeah. fun uh, 
a fun watch, and I guess that'll be my last choice. So, do you have any honorable mentions that we should talk yeah, about? Yeah, one that should have definitely made my list is uh, <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road, but you used it as the example on our post for the episode, so I didn't want to say Defeating it. your tactics. But that is definitely one of my favorite uh, reboots. And then uh, my only other one I had was The Punisher in 2004. Really good. Being a remake of the Dolph Lundgren yeah. one from 89. Because oh, um, I love that reboot, the the uh, Dolph Lundgren one is dog shit. Terrible, man. Do you? How do you feel about Punisher Warzone? It's a fun watch. I love it. it. It's Story- everything about it sucks, but the action's awesome. The storyline is shit. The yeah. acting is shit. But like just seeing people get blown up by a grenade launcher to get shoved <laughs> through a door is amazing. <laughs> My favorite one, I think it was. The 2004 Punisher where he, like, a guy st- goes to scream and he just shoves his knife up through the bottom of his mouth and pins it to the top. That <laughs> <laughs> spawned the video game, too. Ooh. Do you remember the video game for Xbox? Yes. Wow. There's so many YouTube videos about how violent that thing was mm-hmm. and it shouldn't have been ever put out and I played that thing to death. Me too, man. You could stick people's heads in deep fryers. It was, it was crazy. It's a lot of fun. It was kind of close to Manhunt. Yes. Very it was very close. Manhunt, yeah. So uh, for me, I actually had 12 Monkeys. That's a reboot of a 1962 sci-fi short called La Jeet. Uh Let Me In with Chloe, Chloe Grace uh, oh, Moritz. Uh, she stars in the reboot of the 2000, 2008 Swedish romantic horror film. And then I had The Little Shop of Horrors because the 1960s version was a cult classic, but they modernized mm-hmm. it in, the, in, in 1986. And then, of course, I talked about having The Hills Have Eyes, the Wes Craven. We didn't have any crossovers. No, man. We actually did a really good job here. I went. You went. I went like B-movies and obscure shit. Yeah. And you went mainstream. Uh, you, the idea, Adam, <sighs> is to win. Yeah, I don't know what. I you played with heart. I just thought of all the fucking <laughs> modern remakes, I think. And, and they're, they're terrible? Yeah. So, I mean, the only like what I went back and pulled. What's your least favorite reboot ever? What's the one that you watch and you went, this piece of dog shit got made? So there's there's two. Because there's, there's one that a lot of people like and I freaking hate. What is it? The Grinch. Oh, UK. yeah. Oof. I hate it. I hate that movie A lot of general. people love it. Um, but the worst is both Ghostbusters. Both of them. Yeah. More so the 2016 one. Because it just was not funny. No. And the latest one, at least there was like some callbacks and like yeah but it was so sappy and like just shit i felt like it just shit on the legacy of the i just like the one and two so so yeah. much two more two just more than left one. it alone if you had to fight, two more than one yeah, yeah. Two, two two is so much better which sometime one. we have to do better sequels than the originals oh yeah not for Rushmore. sure yeah because i'm yeah. i'll be better at that than this fucking shit i would say i think uh i dominated you here so here's my pitch to you and take it as you want to. I say uh, my entire list minus uh, the fly injecting the thing from 1982 is the Mount Rushmore. We'll see you next week, folks. That's finally. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was only going to argue for the thing. Oh, unless you want to put Dread on, but I don't know what you take. I you, I would put Dread in place of It. Nope. Because I really didn't like the remake of that. You didn't like no, the remake of I it? I didn't like the remake of it. I didn't like the fall, the It 2. I didn't like either. It 2 I did not like. The chapter 2 I, I didn't sucked. like. The, the way that Pennywise dies. Spoiler alert. The way that Pennywise dies in the second one is such shit. 
I never even saw it because I hated uh, the first one so much. You have to watch the second one because they're the, the reason why I like this version of it is because they do a really cool thing where the director, I think it was James Wan, did some of this stuff. He sure he, did. he blended in some of the Japanese fast twitch horror that I really enjoy. You don't like that. Well, because everybody does like, that. Yeah. Well, like you could have just kept Pennywise in it, not had him twitching and go ee, 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 like they played the same fucking noise every time he was on the screen. I like it. It was so fucking cheesy and stupid. But that's he's supposed to be. Scary. It could have been so much better. He's supposed to be scary to kids. What's scarier to kids than fast ee, moving? That industry noises. I don't know. Was yeah. Nine Inch Nails scary to you when you absolutely? Were a kid? Oh, geez, that's why I didn't play Quake ee, until ee, I was of age. <laughs> and they float down here, and then head shakes so fast you can't even tell how cool the makeup is. Yes, you can because there's so many spots. Like the spot where he eats the little girl into the bleachers, that's so good. It's iconic. Iconic. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know what? The original is better. I would give you Texas Chainsaw Massacre over it. But not Dread? Not Dread. Even though you love Dread I so love much? Dread, but I love Dread. I love Texas Chainsaw As a reboot? I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 2003 was a better I'll reboot than it. Dread. I'll, I'll take it. Okay. So if you guys want to watch. Just uh, to keep it off the fucking list, stupid yeah. clown. Well, if you guys want to watch, <laughs> I'm scared of clowns too. Can't, by the way, can't fill Tim Curry's shoes, can you, Skarsgård? Nobody can. Oh, he was, nobody he was can. He's so good. So, if you want to watch a list of great reboot movies uh, this weekend or next week or however you want to do this, it's uh, The Departed. You know, Tim Curry just turned 88 today, right? He's classic. He's my new Betty no, White. You no, know his birthday's today. Is it today? No. <laughs> Gotcha. Good one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so you can watch the department. You weren't supposed to just freeze on that. Or you are just supposed to roll with it after. I time. have no idea what to do with that. You I don't got- think he's anywhere near 88 either. You got me. And the- he had some health problems. Yeah. He did have some health Still problems. Alive, yeah, he is. Kicking. Unlike Betty White. So. Oh, R.I.P. Uh, the Departed, Batman Begins, The Thing from 1982, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003. So that's uh, that's a solid four list right there. Happy been... birthday, Jessica Biel, by the way. Stop it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> or does she go by Jessica Timberlake now? Or did they split? I have no idea. Celebrity weddings are such bullshit. Jessica Biel was so... She's a total package. Yeah, yeah. She she she's attractive. She's smart. She's funny. She's well, not only that, but for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, she went from what Seventh Heaven or Dawson's Creek, whatever the hell she was on, to that horror movie, Seth, that Seventh gore Heaven. horror. Yeah. Oh man! Don't you talk shit on Dawson's Killer. Creek, by the way? That was Katie Holmes. Is that Vanderbeek? Vander, the Beak, the Beak, <laughs> James Vanderbeek, <laughs> the Beakster. Happy birthday to James Vanderbeek. <laughs> <laughs> This might just this might just carry on in the next week. You have to get rid of the camera. Today's celebrity birthdays: James Vanderbeck and the guy uh, from Scream. Who's that? Which one? Or no, he wasn't in Scream. Uh, the guy from I Know What You Did Last Summer. The one that was dating Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, he was in the other show, Freddie Prince Jr. Yes, yes, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> It's actually senior's birthday today. So what's on tap? And where happy, can you find happy birthday to Freddie Prince Senior. What's on tap? R.I.P. And where can you shut up? <laughs> We're getting this podcast in two hours. 
You know, Freddie Prince Jr. wrote for WWE. Yeah, what's on tap and where can you find us? So did John Stewart. No, he just attended some events. <laughs> what's wrong? You're I can't. Me. I can't talk over your laughter. I'm sorry. So what? You want to do it again? You might have to cut some of that. <sighs> it's not gonna last. It's not gonna last. This might be my last podcast, everybody. Uh, what's on I'm tap? Being, being too silly at the end of this. What's on tap? And where so, can you find us? So on. On tap number one. Yep. <laughs> with a little bit of the bubbly. That's our Bellini Brewed IPA. Uh, happy one year sobriety, Chris Jericho. Uh, on tap number two, we have the Every Time I Chai. It's our chai tea stock coming in at 7.5%. Uh, tap number three, we have our Cranberry Honey Gruet Ale coming in at 7.2%. Number four, Not My Gumdrop Buttons, our gingerbread stock, 7.5%. And we have a little bit of Year of the Joji left in bottles with some gold wax on the top. Hit me up if you want one in the DMs at bash underscore brew on Instagram. Thank you. DM me. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know what's going on with Adam down here in the brew lab, it, it is bash underscore brew on all social media. That's Facebook and Instagram. And he's also on untapped. Happy fourth anniversary Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what's going on with the boys down here in the Joe Jatorium, just follow us at DKNWTB on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us some emails at DKNWTB at gmail.com. Don't forget about our listener polls on Tuesdays and uh, make sure you give us a nice five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and now Spotify. Yeah. I figured out how to do that. I did do that. I gave us a five-star. And that that helps us out. And some friends of ours. Yeah. And then um, last but not least, if you you like us, tell other people about us and share us and uh, also just uh, follow us on Spotify. That helps us out too. Does nothing for you. Does everything for us. Um, So until next time. From us down here in the Judgeatorium to wherever you are watching this podcast and listening to us. Until next time, cheers. Cheers. Love you, Dad. <laughs> no, no reason to start running around like a chicken with your head cut off. I was just making you run. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was going to stay sitting here That's talking about- That's why I don't want to do it. Talking about edible parts of the Pope. <laughs> <laughs>